The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. Lasano and Friends. I do this podcast. Really? Yeah, you should listen to it. What's it called? Well, Lasano and Friends. Lasano and Friends or Lasano and Friends? No, it's Lasano. It's totally different. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It'd be nice if Tony were actually here today for this uh, promo we're doing. No, I think a promo stands on its own better when the star of the show is not in it whatsoever. Wow. Are we friends with each other or just Tony? I'm friends on Facebook. Yeah, we're hey, friends hey, on hey, Facebook. Quite, quite, quite. Well, yeah. Lasano and Friends. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. So is this really a promo? <laughs> How long are we going? <laughs> Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Well, we have some, a special guest, and your name is, sir? Stan Lawrence. Your uh, day job? I am a HVAC, Building Automation Systems Project Manager. Uh, and people know you because? Uh, Steve Dalshow, Stephen Gary, uh, WTTW, uh, and then uh, maybe in the post office. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. So I'll, let me let me fill that in a little bit for everyone. Stan Lawrence was a uh, a contributor to the Stephen Gary Show for basically the whole time they were on the air. Isn't that true? Together? Mm, not the whole time, but a huge chunk. Right, and that's how Stan and I got to know each other when I was Stephen Gary's producer, and and actually Stan and I did a show together called Ebony and Ivory. And Stan mm-hmm. went on to host a show with Seika. Yeah. Isn't that right? Sex. How yes. are you doing? Um, and then he also went on to uh, work at WCKG and did a show with uh, Terry Armour from the uh, yep. Chicago Tribune, Stan and Terry. Stan and Terry show. Uh, so Stan has been around. Uh, but he's always had radio. Make me sound of... like a hoe. <laughs> he's always if had I like use a... that word. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, it's a podcast going yeah, whatever you want. Um, he's always had radio as kind of a hobby because, you know, you heard his day job. So uh, except for during the years that you were at CKG, uh, you have been an engineer. Isn't that right? Yep. Well, that's and I that's how I know you is you're the best damn HVAC guy in the city. That's how I that's how I know about you. <laughs> we had you rewire our furnace that one time. It was awesome. <laughs> Coffee or tea, Stan? What's your preference? Uh, tea, herbal tea. Yeah, you are you are fancy, aren't you? That fancy and, job yes. and that fancy tea. <laughs> Any b- particular brand? Uh, I am partial to the red teas. Oh, okay. For your red BMW that you drive. <laughs> um, Stan, what is your favorite brand of toothpaste, buddy? Wow. Yeah. Uh, That's a toughie. I don't, well, because I don't necessarily buy the toothpaste i use whatever's in the house yeah that's and, how i am too and i personally like colgate oh. but there's a lot of aqua fresh in the bathroom okay all right so th- so we've got a little uh market share issue here yeah. right note to uh, mrs lawrence yeah uh, you're right who's a big listener yeah. i'm sure um you get one bag of chips on a desert island my friend what are you taking Ooh. One bag of chips. Mm. I'm going to have to go with, uh, well, that's going to be tough. 
I was going to say Jays, mm-hmm. but they are no longer owned by the Jap family, so I'm just going to go Ruffles. Okay. Oh, okay. Not a bad choice. Potato chip kind of guy. Last meal on death row. Mm. None. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. you're throwing a curveball there. <laughs> What did you do for death row? I'm going to go out hungry. I'm going to go out hungry with my stomach growling. All right. What's your number one favorite sports team? Uh, Living or dead? No, the uh, full team. You know, like a team that you can root for. Yeah, living or dead, as in current or past tense. So, like, 85 Bears. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. I would consider that dead. <laughs> Not in Chicago, my friend. No. Not in Chicago. They're milking that train for as long as possible. Uh, and I don't mean anything uh, by this next question, but uh, what is your favorite fruit? Mm, mango. Mm. You are you are fancy. You and your HVAC buddies eating mangoes. Uh, what's well, the... I have a West Indian background, so I have West Indian blood. Okay. Uh, well, considering uh, with the West Indies, what's the most exotic place that you've ever been? Hmm. Well, uh, I would say the Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> when Stormy Daniels was there. But, but, uh, uh, dancers. Uh, we're talking more in terms of like locations. Mm, but one person's exotic because another person's mundane. Well, that's true. Okay. What's your exotic? Uh, well, I really like, I really like Maui. Okay. I have to say Maui. Sure. Okay. It's uh, kind of a, a, a sore spot with me, uh, having why? been Stephen Gary's producer for many years. And, and you never got to go to having Maui. Having never been to Hawaii. Oh. Uh, I went there every single year. Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, who is your least favorite actor or actress? Least favorite. Wow. I don't know this guy's name, but well, what can I say that he's in? Well, all right, let me uh, Levitz, John Levitz. That's my least favorite actor. <laughs> okay, not a fan of John yeah. Levitz. All right, not a fan of John Levitz. And your favorite tool? It's a family show, so be careful here. Hmm. Well, that that's that's a hard tool for what? Uh. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're an HVAC guy. You know, your favorite HVAC tool. Well, that would be a multimeter. Oh, yeah. I knew he was going to say <laughs> yeah, that. Come on. It was an easy one. <laughs> uh, yeah, because what about, uh, as a bon vivant man of many tools, you know, <laughs> certain, certain tools, depending on what it is, like, you know, my... Uh, my cordless drill is my favorite around the house tool. Okay. If you know what he means. Okay. Right. Um, so Stan is very gadgety. So this is Yes, I am. <laughs> the question I have for you is what is the uh, defunct device that you miss the most? You know, the thing that people that used to be part of our lives that is no longer part of our lives. Ooh, well, you may not know what I'm talking about, but there was a tool that generates a tone generator that generated beeps so you would put it on the mouthpiece of a telephone and you could punch in the phone numbers and it would make the tones so you could dial phones in areas that didn't have a dialer on them uh and make outside line calls wow Wow. 
Uh, I guarantee you that no one will ever right. answer that question the same way and, again. And that was your favorite. <laughs> that's your favorite defunct device. Did, have you ever kissed a girl? Because that's extremely nerdy, my friend. Yeah, that was my favorite defunct device because it was cool. You'd go in, in my line of work. We'd go in places that thought that their phones were secure, you know, that people couldn't make calls because, you know, you couldn't either, you know, the, the phone didn't have a dial on it. Right. You know, it was just a handpiece, mm-hmm. and you could get tone, but you couldn't dial out. And some places would protect the the top of the phone, you know, where you it's called the hook. Those two buttons that stick up off the top. Well, you can you can tap on the hooks and and make t- not tones, but create the the the, uh, the breaking of the circuit in order to dial out. But if you had a if you had a dialer, you just put it on the mouthpiece and it generated the tones, and it was much easier. You got an A in electric shop, didn't you? In high school, you were te- you were your electric shop teacher's favorite pet, or favorite student. You know, uh, Dave and I were actually having this exact same conversation <laughs> before you you checked yeah. in. Yeah. If we're going to take a quick break, okay, and we'll be right back. <laughs> A lot of anchors do that. <clears throat> yeah, it's a thing. Are you ready? Ah, oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Let's that was do good. it again. What? That was good. No, we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, get, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and my co-host, Luke Costable, each week for the Car Guys Report. Informed Automotive, the podcast where two regular car guys talk about, what else? Cars. We'll tell you about what we've seen on the roads, what's happening in the industry, and share some great stories about our experience in the automotive world over the past several decades we guarantee it'll be fun informative and entertaining it's the car guys report a tony lasano podcast an opi production on the radio misfits podcast network and we're back um your favorite brush with greatness story oh well well i have two the evening I spent watching Andy Warhol shoot heroin. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now let's let's go on this one. What are we talking here? Uh, it was a party. I was at a party in uh, on the Gold Coast in the old. I believe it was in the old Hugh Hefner mansion. Oh, right where I used oh, to God, live. If, yeah. I, mean, I lived right behind there. If I had a nickel for every time I was there, go on. And, and uh, Andy Warhol was there. And uh, he was partaking upon party favors, and I was sitting in the window smoking a cigarette uh, on the balcony watching him enjoy himself. And I thought, well, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah, you don't see this every day. (laughs) Wow. I I, I hate to ask what the second story is. Right, exactly. Uh, Well, that that could be the best one we'll ever have, and this is the second time we've done it. So so thanks for blowing our wad right off the bat. Uh, And my second one would be uh, the day I spent with Peter Weller. Oh. RoboCop. Yeah. So we uh, had lunch at a Mexican restaurant, 
And then we went bowling. <laughs> and then that night, uh, we smoked cigars at Sullivan's. Wow. Wow. See, these are these are interesting stories. There's no my question. my best my best brush with greatness is I got into a car accident with Werner Klemperer. That's <laughs> well, but we'll talk about that later. Um, your favorite 18th century painter, 18th century, and our listeners will know if you're fudging dates here. I don't know that I have one. Okay. Um, let's see, uh, 18th century. Uh, isn't there a dude named uh, Bonicelli? <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's That's say, the let's spaghetti say yes. sauce I use yeah. too. But go on. Yeah, I, I don't think we would have known. Yeah, you could have just said any name right. at all. So that works. Have... Um, I know that this doesn't. I know that's a stupid question, but does racism exist? Hmm. Well, if you have to say it's a stupid question, <laughs> then I'm going to say that. Uh, yes, it does. Issues. <laughs> You might be part of the problem. Stan, I want you to tell the story of the day that you, I, and Weiser went out together uh, to have a, have a drink one time. Because, uh, you know, oh, I have, I have friends that? I have friends in my life that are, uh, uh, you know, of a different political persuasion than I am who insist to me that racism is essentially over, that it doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. Um, and, you know... It's first of all, that's ridiculous to say, but uh, you know, Stan is uh, a darker hued individual, <laughs> and he has has experienced racism firsthand. And there are there are stories that are not funny, or or interesting uh, in terms of you know they're just sad. But then there's stories like this one with Wiser and I tell the story. Well, but first of all, you have to preface this that uh, anybody that does not know that racism still exists doesn't watch television or is just they're so racist they don't they don't see it i mean look at what happened to the lady wearing the puerto rico shirt in the forest preserve i know it's like what was that (laughs) yeah and that was in chicago (laughs) yes yes so uh but back that that would have been in the 80s that the three of us had gone out to dinner and we were at north pier and I think what was that called? The Baja Beach Club? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah, was that it? Yes, I think that's right. Yeah. And uh you and Wiser walked past the doorman and walked in and then he stood in front of me and said I couldn't go in. And I go, Well, why not? And he goes, Because you're not wearing a collared shirt. <laughs> yeah. Not a collared shirt. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, you sure he didn't not- say collared shirt? <laughs> no, a, a collared shirt. I had on a I had on a pink sweatshirt, yeah, uh, because I, I I like wearing pink, yeah. You know? And Wiser had on a collared pullover, and I think you were wearing a button-down shirt with yeah. a collar, right? Yeah, probably something fancy because I usually yeah, that's you very but... very formal, yeah. So the the two of you guys turned around and saw me stopped at the door, and came to the doorman and go, hey, what's going on? And uh, I said, hey, you won't let me in because I'm not wearing a collar shirt. So you guys decided, well, if I wasn't going in, you weren't going in. So the three of us went out, but we decided to uh, see what would happen if we switched shirts. Ah, social <laughs> experiment. Nice work. Yes. So uh, Wiser and I switched shirts. Wiser put on the 
the non-collared pink sweatshirt, and I put on his white pullover. And uh, the different guy, though, different doorman was at the door. Yeah. So we got to the door, and uh, all three of us we just kind of walked in single file, expecting that Weiser would be stopped because he didn't have on a collared shirt. But he was not. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you remember this, but we actually saw the guy that stopped me. And we walked up to him and said, hey, he's not wearing a collared shirt. Aren't you going to put him out? And he kind of gave us, you know, one of those frat boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. lower lip frown kind of looks. Yeah. <laughs> okay well that's i love that story uh i lived it uh but it, you know i there were many others and uh and anyone but, who but my question that, to yeah. you is yeah. had you not been there would you have believed me if i told you that it happened yes be, I, I i would have because i was with you know i remember another time when you know you were trying to get a cab somewhere and you were out there and and no cabs were stopping and and uh and you're like they're not stopping because i'm black i'm like yeah right he goes, all right, you come out here. And I went out there, and immediately the cab stopped. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is real. <laughs> so well, that was good to see. Well, I remember, yeah. real quickly, story. We, I don't know if we were at Bobby Skatefish's um, book signing. We were all there, and it was right before the election. And I had a discussion with you, and you're saying there's no way Donald Trump is going to lose. He's going to win the election. And this is when all the polls were yep. you know, veering. And I'm like, come on, you're crazy. He's like, no, man. And you are right, my friend. Um, it's alive and well. The scourge of racism. Well, thank you very much, uh, Stan, for being part of this. So one last question for you. Uh, who is your all-time favorite white male radio co-host? Co-host? Oh, my personal one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you kind of stacked the deck. Didn't you, <laughs> <laughs> didn't you there, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> FYI, you better answer Rick, okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to say it was uh, Bobby Bitterman. Okay. There you go, buddy. <laughs> All right. There you go. All You'll right, be well. getting a $500 gift certificate from Spiegel catalog. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us, Stan. I appreciate you being on the show. Assalamu alaikum. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Bye. So thank you very much to Stan. Good guy. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we will be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So, Dave, what will people get when they hear Minutia Men? Well, Rick, uh, worthless information about things in the news. Celebrity tidbits, yeah. stories. Cubs trivia. Very little profanity. Nazi stories. And lots of nudity. And that's uh, that's just a taste of what you'll get. Every week. Episodes every week. Yep. The Tony Lasano Podcast and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. And Friends, starring me, Tommy. And me, Kimmy. And me, Sam. 
come meet your new best friend. <laughs> hey, if you want to listen to our show, this is what it sounds like exactly. It's all about those conversations you can only have with your true friends. So come meet your new friends, Tommy. Kimmy. Sam. Right here with Ant Friends. Me want you as friend. RadioMisfits.com.